You're listening to the Gold Biz Podcast, episode 117. Sunshine, and welcome back to the Gold Boost Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Traxler. I have a really fun episode for you today because if you are a lover of The Bachelor and in the wedding industry, this is going to be a really fun episode because I have the one and only Susie Evans with me on today's episode. And we're just talking about her journey becoming a wedding videographer and what it's looked like for her to pick up and move her business across the country in terms of how she's marketing it, how she's going to be marketing it what that looks like in terms of getting lead generation and just having a really good conversation. So again, if you love The Bachelor and you're in the wedding industry, this is going to be a really fun episode for you. But before anything, make sure if you haven't that you go and leave a review on the Gold Biz Podcast to be entered in a drawing for a giveaway. So all you have to do is leave a review for the Gold Biz Podcast and you will be entered and each month I will be picking a winner for new prize giveaways. So you will only be entered in for the month that you left the review. So you can leave multiple reviews each month, but each month it will be considered one entry for a giveaway. So make sure you go and leave a review on the podcast so I can know what you're loving the most about it. But without further ado, let's welcome on Susie. All right. Well, today we have Susie with us. Susie, thank you so much for being here. You I, you are my first like bachelor person guest to come on the show. Not like I'm going to have a ton. <laughs> I just thought it really, it was aligned because you are a wedding videographer too. And so I thought it was just really cool to talk about kind of your journey, your career with that so far, what that kind of looks like. I know you've got some exciting things too. So before, you know, anything, how long have you been doing video for weddings? So, well, I started, um, I studied film in college. So like 10 years ago, I was a film major and then I didn't do anything with it for years. I went and worked at Disney in Japan. I did marketing stateside for a few years. And then in 2019, I did my first wedding um, and I did it for free. And it was so much work that I literally was like, never again will I do a wedding for free. And then the next, but the next wedding I charged like $300. And even then, and every time I was like, this is not worth it. But it wasn't my full-time job. I was in marketing and I was just doing it to get back into video. And then in 2020, in February, I had so many things going on. I had just won Miss Virginia USA. I was working as a project manager in marketing. So I had some experience like doing, it actually helped me a lot with the admin side of owning my own business, but I left my job in February of 2020 and then COVID hit. So it was a tough first year. I was very broke. I went through like all my savings because my company that I left went on a hiring hold. I ended up going back to them midway through the year when they came off their hiring hold and then picked back up on weddings in 2021. So I've like I've always loved it. I've always had a camera. Even when I lived in Japan, I did like music videos for my friends and fun stuff. But it was really 2021 that I actually made money on my business. Yeah. That's wild. What a crazy timeline too that you had that you like did your first one in 2019 when you kind of had all this, all these years of experience or like kind of went to school for that type of thing. And then yeah, COVID hit. And then also in 2021, what was that like transition looking like? Cause you only maybe had a couple in 2018. Then did you all of a sudden have a ton in 2021? And then like, how did you market yourself to kind of get those weddings for 2021? Cause I know you said you were in marketing. Yeah, a lot of them. So, you know, what's crazy is 
for being in marketing, I don't always do a great job marketing myself, but I've this year I've gotten better. In the last year, I've gotten so much better, which having a social media following on my personal platform certainly helps. But when I first got started, I think I w- I just didn't have the confidence in my work, which to an extent, rightfully so, because I look back at that work now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't want that on my website. I don't want that on my YouTube because it's not a reflection of my work today. But at the same time, if, I mean, I think I probably was worth the $400 or the $500 that people paid at first because I was so new and they probably couldn't afford a videographer that was established. So it, it was ultimately a good trade-off, um, but it was always word of mouth and at first. And it would be like, the best example I have was one of my first brides. I did her can- or her wedding on a T5i, which is like kind of ancient now compared to like what we have to work with. And I think that I did a really good job storytelling though. Like the frames weren't always good. The, it, it wasn't always in focus. But a year later, I, I was booked at a wedding from a girl that was in her wedding party. And then the bride from the year prior was there with her and her dad was there at that wedding. And they came up to me and they were like, we were so skeptical to get a videographer. It seemed a little bit expensive at first. And, you know, we were tight on the budget, but the dad said to me, he was like, the video meant so much more than the photo because the way you told the story of the day was so emotional. And he was like, I'll cherish that video forever. And he's like, I had no clue. Like I was kind of rolling my eyes at the idea of a video, but it was, it was truly like word of mouth. Like that girl got married and then her friends and the wedding got married and all of them inquired with me. Um, and now I've really found the power of marketing through social media where even yesterday I posted and was like, I'm doing a deal for California brides specifically this year because I'm in a whole new market and I'm trying to break into the West Coast and I'm coming from the East Coast. So I get tons of East Coast stuff and I'm like just trying to pivot. But social media is so powerful. And I think a lot of times you just have to be willing to put yourself out there. Yes, I love that. So, and you know, social media is honestly such a blessing. Like, it's, it's, I think a lot of people like to, you know, like eye roll and be like, oh, like, you know, Instagram sucks. It hates me. Like, it's so hard and stuff. But honestly, if you switch your mindset, it's been the biggest blessing for my business because, yeah, it's so powerful that way, too. Um, and like you were saying, too, because I saw your post and you just moved. You're sitting on the floor right now in your apartment <laughs> because you don't even have a couch yet. You just moved to California. So this is actually really exciting. So I want to talk about kind of what you have planned for how you're going to market yourself in a new market to, you know, new clientele. And like you said, you're moving across the country. So are you still going to get inquiries on the East coast and then have to fly Mm -hmm. back and forth? And how are you going to manage that? But then how are you going to build yourself up in California too? Do you have a game plan? It's okay if you don't, but I'm just curious where you're at with that in terms of marketing. I think I do have a game plan, but it's also very flexible, which is just my style, which I think sometimes I need to hone in a little bit, but but I like flexibility. And so the way I see it is I'm willing to do weddings on the East Coast at a slightly lower rate if they're willing to pay for my travel because I want to be able to go see my family often. And it's so expensive to fly from California to Virginia. So my thought process is like, okay, if I can if I can book a few weddings on the East Coast, I'm willing to give a little bit of a discount as long as my travel is like my flights are paid for. And then I'll make the most of that time, see my family, come back to the West Coast. So I'm still open to the East Coast weddings. 
And then on the West Coast, I'm also, it's crazy because I feel like I'm, I keep being like, oh, offer a discount here or there. But like on the West Coast, I'm like telling wedding planners, I'm, I'm like literally cold calling people or I not really cold calling, but like cold DMing people um, mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I'm offering like $500 to any wedding planner that has a bride that hasn't booked a videographer. And if they book with me, I'll give you $500 to, you know, kickback or whatever, just to like put a bug in people's ear. And I know like, again, that's like technically money out of my pocket or money out of my packages, but I'm like, that's like paying for marketing. Essentially it's paying for getting your name out there. And I think it's so powerful to have, I don't know exactly how I started when I did the one wedding, I did one wedding for a girl. The next year I had three weddings from her friends and that was so powerful to me. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, if I do one wedding now and I'm not making as much or I'm giving a little discount here or there on the West Coast, next year I'll have three fully booked non-discounted weddings. (laughs) So it's like a trade-off. That's the marketing plan right now. I'm hoping it works. I'm certainly not a businesswoman. Well, I'm not a trained businesswoman, but I'm becoming one. So I'm happy to like make mistakes and grow from them. And maybe I'll realize that that's not the best plan. But for right now, that's that's my marketing plan. Totally. Susie, okay, I love that you talked about this too because it's one of those things where a lot, it's such a frowned upon thing in the industry of like offering discounts and like, no, I don't offer discounts and doing those things. But it's like, but you're just essentially, you're just paying that's like a paying marketing strategy. Yeah you're paying for marketing. And I feel like there's never a wrong time in your business. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing this, that that would not be okay. You can do that at any time in your business. Like you said, you're moving to a new location, or maybe you're in a year where you're not getting as many inquiries or things aren't happening for you as much. Like that's okay to do. And I, I love that we're talking about this and that you brought that up because I think it's, it's okay to do. And for some reason in our industry, it's like, we mentally think it's not okay. And it absolutely is. It's just like paying for marketing and right. you are business one because you, you, you're in marketing. <laughs> Thank you. And yet, I know it's like, it can be so frowned upon and I get it because people will abuse it. Like I've won a hundred percent. I've totally had experiences where I'm like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, I'm in a completely new market. And I think sometimes, especially trying to fill in 2023 brides for next year, I'm not like offering the discount or the kickback necessarily, mm-hmm. um, unless I need to start doing that. But right now it's like, if I can fill my calendar this year with a few extras that I don't have like booked yet, then to me, I'm like, that's kind of crucial for my business. And I don't, I don't know of another way to do it at this point, because if you were going to get a videographer, you would have had it a year ago. So now I'm just swooping in on anyone that like didn't have it in the budget or is regretting it now. Yeah. And you know, I don't know about you because I'm in Wisconsin, but I do find that a lot of videographers that I work with here, like in the Midwest and stuff, a lot of videographers that I work with on a wedding day, they're like, yeah, they just hired me last month. So I feel like a lot of people add on video last minute because they think it's not, I think it's becoming now more of a thing that you just do and you add because like you were saying the father of that bride that came up to you my dad would say the same thing because he like my parents are obsessed with our video our wedding video and trent and i my husband and i we watch our wedding video all the time because like you said it's like a storytelling thing it's it brings you to like back to the, a moment like to in the day that photos can't necessarily always do so i think it is definitely becoming more of a thing but that's probably 
a good mindset to have or just going into knowing that sometimes people do add it on last minute. So if you can like market to like those brides that are in 2023, I honestly think that's smart too. Oh, I think I really do think, and I'm not afraid to admit it, that video is an afterthought. It's totally something where people are why it is. I think if I if I had to guess, like I've really thought about it and I'm like, if I had to pick between photo and video, I would take photo. Because I want I want to be able to frame it on my wall. I want to be able to like print it out and see it if I had to pick between two, but I know myself and I'm like, I'm going to need both. So yeah. I'm not going to pick, but I get it. I totally yeah. get it. And it's like, if you've got the money and the budget, people book it, but I don't think you ever regret it. No, never, never. And that's what's like, you hear the, the, these brides talking and being like, oh, I thought about it. But then, yeah, I just don't regret it at all. It was like one of the best decisions. So it's yeah. also too, in like marketing, how you're positioning that in like past brides testimonials and stuff like that too, but super cool. And yeah, cause like you were saying, you moved across country, you're in a new clientele, all that stuff. Your business has kind of changed a lot since mm-hmm. your first weddings in 2019, COVID 2021 was a you know busy year for you and coming off all that. And then being on the bachelor too, obviously we got to talk about being on the bachelor. How did that change your business? Yeah, honestly, it, I knew it was kind of risky and I think it overall major blessing, totally, totally worth it. As far as like, there's give and take, because I knew going on the bachelor, I was like, this could either be horrible for my business because I was thinking, okay, let's say I make it far and I become established or I have like more of a well-known name. The, like when you're filming a bride's day, it's about her. You do not like what bride would want somebody going up to their videographer, photographer, asking for selfies and pictures And sometimes that does happen. Most people are super polite at weddings and wait till the very end. And a lot of times I'll like do a wedding and think, oh, no one must like know who I am or I've seen The Bachelor or whatever. But then it's the end of the night and people, I'll be packing up and people will come get pictures. And like, I think that's totally fine, totally respectful. But I knew when I went on the show, I was like, this could, could hurt my business. And I definitely have had like mothers of the bride I had one mother of the bride just like make it very clear that the day was about her daughter, which like honestly totally get. And But I also think like I do not show up at weddings like dressed cute. Like, I mean, I dress professionally, but like I'm not coming in with tons of makeup or glam or anything. Like I look like a tech guy (laughs) and I'm like, it's not like I'm showing up in like a bachelor evening gown by any means, but overall definitely net positive and it's opened up so many inquiries. I will say a lot of them are empty. Like of, I think I probably get like 10 times more inquiries, but like my conversion rate is way less because it'll be somebody in the middle of Indiana that's like, just like, oh, let me just shoot my shot. But then they don't realize that they have to pay for me to come to Indiana. And I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm not just going to like fly out there on my own dime. Like there's no way I would go broke if I had to, if I was just flying to people's weddings no matter where they lived. So a lot of them don't convert, but you know, it's overall net positive. I've definitely been able to do a couple destination weddings because of it. And even just some random ones in like random cities where people are like, Oh, I love your work. And I saw you on the show. I'd love to have you. So overall net positive. Yeah. That's such a good point too, because you are kind of known 
on like a, a national level, you know, being on a, a national, like a show that like the whole, you know, nation watches. So exactly that makes complete sense why your conversion rate is lower because yeah, like yeah. someone could be reaching out from you to you from Maine and you're now in California, like on complete opposite ends. And Ooh. so therefore, you know, that doesn't always convert. And that, that makes complete sense. Like you said, one of two ways it could have gone. And obviously you are just such a sweetheart. There's there's no way that that would have been bad on your character by any means, but just the fact of your business too, that you, you like to say you're showing up, it's about the bride, you're, you're wanting to serve the bride and like the couple on their day. And I think that's really cool. And like you said, it could have gone one of two ways and how it impacts your business. And I'm so glad that it's been good for you and that you're moving to a new market and a fun market too. I feel like California is kind of like endless possibilities of how you, how and where you could market to. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And in all honesty, I love weddings and I think I'll continue doing them for the next 10 years, like just because I love doing them. But also if I get the chance to work on a show out here or a documentary series or just a, a documentary film, I'm going to take it. Like that has kind of been my goal since I was in film school was I wanted to be a documentary filmmaker. I used to want to be like an underwater videographer that did like oceanography uh, documentaries. And then I realized I was actually terrified of the ocean, like when I was inside of it. So I was like, okay, this actually isn't going to work out great. But I still always had this desire to like use film to change the world and to make a positive impact. So as I market myself and I love, I love and hate it, but it's like a love hate thing where I'm like, it's, it's allowing me to pay my bills and I'm going to keep marketing and, and doing like really any videography work that I can, even if it's like kind of silly, which I do get booked for some random stuff where I'm like, okay, I'm like filming people out for like a night on the town and I'm making them an edit. I'm like, that's cool. Like, honestly, that's so fine with me and it's fun and I get to practice my craft, but it doesn't like bring me to life the way I think working on a documentary would or a human interest piece. So I'm definitely hoping that being in LA will open the doors to meeting the right people, getting connected and working on something that is like truly impactful in the world. So like, that's like the dream right now. I love, well, what better place are you in then? <laughs> like you're in the best place for it. And like, that's what I was going to ask you, like where you just foresee your business going from here. And it's that time, sometimes it's a really hard question to answer. It's like, yeah. you just sometimes never know. Things fall into your lap and opportunities come. You're like, what the heck? Like wasn't planning on this. And then you kind of take it and run with it. As you know, that that kind of just happens. And so yeah. I think that's really cool. You picked a really cool place to go out and and live and just kind of like see where things are going and see where yeah. that that's really cool though that you are wanting to maybe do that in the future too I think you'd be really good at that really cool environment for you yeah yeah what's kind of like oh, what, like one final piece of advice you have for just anyone who wants to maybe get into wedding videography or just anything like that in the industry so this is something I've really been able to put words to this past year and it's really empowered me. It's like, you do not need permission to create. And I used to think all the time, like, oh, but I don't have anything to film or to practice or like, I don't, I don't know what my subject is going to be. And, or I don't have a script or whatever it might be. And you don't need anyone to tell you that you can create something or that you can pick up your camera and go film the trees and nature and cars going by and you can, you can literally just, you can just start creating today and it doesn't have to be anything magnificent or that's going to be on Netflix or going to be a huge hit on YouTube. Like you really can just 
put a camera in your hand and and create. And I think that's like so powerful. I know it sounds so cliche and so like, obviously, like obviously you can go take your camera out. But for so long, I think I let not having a job or like like consistent work prevent me from getting better or creating. And in the past year, I've just been like, I want to create something today. And honestly, like that's another thing with The Bachelor is there's so many talented, interesting people that are open to being my subject. And so it's like, if you just make friends with the right people who are interested in being in front of the camera, you can create any time. And I think that's like, that's how you get better. It's how you grow as an artist and it's how you grow your skill. And it's just how you like truly live to and, and get to do your passion. So the best advice I would give is like, do not wait for permission to start creating. Okay. I love that. And that is not cliche at all, Susie. I think that was like, as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, it might seem simple. Like, well, yeah, no, but it's not at all. Like as soon as you said it, I was like, yes, honestly. And it's, it's one of those things that's going to fuel your passion and then it's going to you know, help you improve and all those things. And just, yeah, feeds your soul too. So, ah, I love that so much. Oh my goodness. Well, why don't you tell everybody where we can find you? Yeah. So you can find me um, on Instagram. My personal is Susie C. Evans. My uh, business is Susie Evans Media. And then TikTok, Susie was like, I have a blog, susiewaslike.com. And you can uh, inquire about weddings on my media page on the blog. And YouTube, I just started doing YouTube. I am as of like a couple weeks ago, I'm out of my ABC contract. So I can be on YouTube now. Oh, you can find me at Susie was like on YouTube. Ooh, that'll be fun. Oh my goodness. All the things. I'll make sure to like link all of those things below too in the show notes so that people can find them. But yeah, it was so fun having you on today, just talking to you and just hearing where you're at. And I'm so excited for your new journey, like moving across the country and starting that. It'll be fun to watch you kind of like how you decide to market and grow and all of that. Ooh, hopefully I'll come back and I'll have like more tips and I'll say, here's what worked. Here's what didn't. Here's what I regret. Here's what I do again. <laughs> I love that. Let's, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> we'll reevaluate. We'll see what worked and what didn't. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Susie. I loved it. Loved having you on. Well, there you have it. What a fun conversation it was just to see her journey on national television on The Bachelor and then have her on the podcast to talk about her own personal professional journey, especially being within the wedding industry. It's really fun to talk to people, just see their journey, see where they're at, where they're going, what their plans are. And I thought it was a really fun episode. Let me know if you want me to see if she'll come back in a year or so to see how her strategies worked for her and see what's working well and what isn't working well for her. But if you loved this episode, I would love if you could share it to your stories and screenshot and tag me at Rachel Traxler and at Susie Evans so that we can see that you enjoyed the episode and see which ones you're loving the most. But thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I appreciate you as always. Keep shining and we'll see you next time.